0: Direct from Music City, this is Live from Nashville on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: The first thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride. On a freight train leaving town Not knowing where I'm bound And no one could change my mind But Mama tried a One and only rebel child From a family meek and mild My Mama seemed to know what lay in store of all my Sunday learning Towards the bad I kept on turning Till Mama couldn't hold me anymore I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole No one could steer me right But Mama tried Mama tried Mama tried to raise me better But her pleading I denied That leaves only me to blame Cause Mama tried Mama tried, Mama tried to raise me better, but her pleading I denied, that leaves only me to blame, cause Mama tried.
0: Well, good Saturday, this is Live from Nashville, I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me is my partner in crime and my lifetime partner, Miss Mary Kay. Good morning, Mary Kay. Good morning. That's a little Merle Haggard to kick things off today with his great, great song, Mama Tried. And uh, so what's been going on in Nashville this week for you, dear?
2: Oh, my goodness. For me, uh, well, you know, I think what a bigger picture of what's been going on.
0: We're having a little trouble hearing you there, Mary Kay.
2: Oh, all right. Well, yeah. you know, it's just been busy in Nashville. We've got great weather. We have Taylor Swift in town last week.
0: We're having a little challenge with your phone right now, cutting in and out. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just tell folks who we've got joining us on the show today. And we have a great lineup heading our way today on Live from Nashville. First of all, a really, really good friend of ours, Miss Mickey Furman, will be joining us for the first segment of the show. And then all the way from Texas, we've got a young lady who writes a lot here in Nashville, and that's Miss Olivia Harms. So we're going to have a great time visiting with both of these young ladies. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Mickey Furman. It's one called Runaway Heart. We'll be back in just a moment with Live from Nashville.
3: All talked out of loving you for a change Then you came riding in and There it went again Off like a herd of wild mustangs. That you have done You set my feelings free Now we're on a run And we might eat some dust Let's fall in love or bust Got a feeling this race has just begun
2: today hopefully y'all can hear me better can you hear me
0: we got that technical yep. issue straightened out so you sound oh, great oh
2: good 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 <laughs> well today on live from Nashville Gary and I are honored to have one of our very favorite humans <laughs> on the show today our guest our guest Mickey Mickey Furman is comes to us from Louisiana she got her start as a young girl on the Louisiana Hayride. Uh, She's toured. She has recorded. She made a move to Nashville many moons ago. She's an award-winning author and has won the Spur Award with the Western Writers of America. She also was a nominee for her new album, um, Westbound, with International Western Music Association. She also won a Wrangler award with the Western Heritage Awards and was able to receive that award in Oklahoma City just just a few few weeks ago. So please honor a dear friend and talented artist, Mickey Furman.
4: Hello, hello, hello friends. <laughs> hello,
0: Miss Mickey Furman.
4: I tell you what, I we've only been friends for what a year and a half something like that. But uh, I yes. smile every time I think of the circumstances, and it just felt Me like too. such a such a serendipitous and wonderful thing that we all got to be friends.
2: Yes, Pretty it's cool. all because you Pretty reached cool. out, You reached out to say welcome to Nashville. Yeah,
4: that's right. That's right. Hey, Mary Kay comes to Nashville. You gotta say well, welcome to my town. You know. Um, yeah, I, I've <laughs> never dreamed that you'd be moving here, but I thought. I have no idea if she knows people here or whatever, and I don't really know her very well. But I reached out, and we just fell in like thieves, as they say.
2: <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yep. Oh. It's been great. It uh, is. I think within da- I, I think within
4: days I had you singing on my album. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah.
2: You know, I think you're right. I think it was yeah. just a few weeks after. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we had lunch with you. Yep. Yes that was a special you know your whole album westbound is just the whole album was so beautifully done you said you have a saying about the album that there's a bit of magic in it is that what you say i can't remember your exact wording i think
4: i just think i think it's interwoven with love there's just i mean really and and just a special it just has a special little spirit about it i think everyone it who touched touch the album was dear to me that has a lot to do with it and the songs the way they came about over the years and collecting the the ones that i didn't write and writing the ones uh, that are there about five of them there was just just an undercurrent of fellowship i think in that album and i I believe it shows Uh, It really. I was listening to. I was just listening to "Runaway Heart" as you as you played that, (laughs) and and it took me back to the little rented duplex I lived in in Nashville when I wrote that song. And that's you know something that would be interesting to talk about today is just since we're live from Nashville to talk about my my Nashville years. I've been here, as you said. I guess it's I finally moved here in about 1990. Um, after being based in Shreveport, Louisiana, before that, and there' have just been so many ups and downs and twists in the road. but I do mm. remember sitting in the living room of my little my little duplex, writing that song and just having so much fun writing that western imagery Mhm
5: yeah, well, it's that's a great song
0: it. as a matter of fact that was uh that's my pick song of the week for the week ending today. And uh you're very welcome. You're very welcome. I think we're gonna be doing a pick of the week every week from now on out. That's That's kind of a fun thing to do. But a great, great song. But uh, Mm um yeah, so how did you end up in Nashville, Mickey? How did you end up coming to Nashville in the nineties? Oh
4: my goodness, everybody's got a you know, a quite a story about how they came to Nashville. (laughs) You know, some some people talk about taking the bus to Nashville and 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 hash or waiting tables, whatever you got to do to finally get in the door. My very first trip to Nashville, I had just turned 17, and it was to play the Grand Ole Opry.
5: <laughs> so, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. My goodness.
4: I, was, I was already headlining the Louisiana Hayride and had some local records out in the Louisiana, Texas area. And um, not long after that, I got picked up by MCA Records. But, yeah, my, I, I had enough you know, noise going on that we were able to arrange a, a, an appearance on the Grand Ole Opry, the first couple that I did, but yeah, that was my first n- Nashville experience and of course, you know, young thing I, I thought, well, shoot, this is, this is nothing to this. You just Pretty roll easy. on the cat yeah. and play the Opry.
0: <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta oh, ask huh. you, stop right, stop right there for just a minute. So when you played the Opry, who introduced you that night? Roy Acuff what do you think about that what
4: do you think about that i i was blown away the the backstage area at the opry is really big probably bigger than people realize and there's a lot of fraternizing and visiting going on uh and here i was you know never been to nashville and that this is a long time ago you know eddie rabbit was on the show larry gatlin and just all these people and, and Roy Acuff, you know. Uh, I, I he didn't. I didn't know as much about his music probably as I should have. But you know, my mother was extremely impressed that Roy Acuff was there. Yeah,
0: I would imagine. But he he,
4: he found out I was from the Hayride and he pulled me aside and told me all kinds of stories about playing the Hayride himself as a younger artist.
0: Yeah. And wow. It just, yeah.
4: It was amazing.
0: Well, it's pretty cool. It was, it was just an incredible night. Uh, yeah, and so now, you know, they have the the, uh, the series they do on Circle Television called the, Your Opry Debut. And so it's really a lot of fun to see these uh, young performers that are coming on and getting to play the Opry for the very first time. And so to be able to do that at 17 years yeah. old is wow. quite, quite a memory. Be able to share. I think it so. was a
4: little harder in those days to get on the show. It seems like you know they're they're a whole lot more open now about being or welcoming up and coming artists, but it was it didn't happen as often during those years. So it was, I think I was one of only a few who were there that night who weren't Opry members. Wow! So wow. it was yes.
5: Well, and I well, remember well.
4: talking to Larry Gatlin backstage, and I, and I told him how nervous I was. And he says, why are you nervous? He put his arm around me. Why are you nervous? I said, look at all these people backstage. <laughs> <laughs> he said, now, now. He said, you don't worry about any of us back here. He said, you see all those folks sitting out there? They're the ones that came There's to the music. ones you got to
0: worry about. And you, yeah, sing that's to right.
4: them. They, you go sing to them. Don't worry about anybody else.
0: Great advice. Aww. Great great advice. Well, I'm gonna to get to another song very quickly. This is another song from the tremendous album Westbound. And by the way, I will take credit for early on saying Westbound was gonna be the album to watch. And sure enough,
4: you it won the right. I did. You can make and,
0: a and you can make
4: a prophecy like that for me anytime you want to, Gary Holt. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: well, and, and by the way, the Wrangler Awards are the most prestigious award in all of Western music. and it uh, super and special. Quite a deal. Quite a deal. But let's take a listen to Odyssey, Wyoming. It's another great song from the album Westbound. We're going to come back and talk more with Mickey Furman today on Live from Nashville. <laughs>
3: Texas, hired on to run cattle, a finer cowhand I have never known. But how he loved to tell us that the country didn't suit him, and there was nothing about Texas could compare with his sweet home. He'd say, If you think that sky's blue. Then you ought to see Wyoming On a clear September morning Why it's bluer than the sea Someday I'm going back there At the end of all my roaming I'll turn this pony loose And never leave Yeah, you ought to see Wyoming Yes, sir. With its big hotels and streetcars He said it's fine But it ain't no Cheyenne And down towards San Antonio Through the rolling hills and valleys Old Toby shook his head And we heard that tale again If you think them hills well, you ought to see Wyoming Where the Tetons hold the clouds Around their snowy peaks Someday I'm going back there At the end of all my roaming I'll turn this pony and never leave Boys, you ought to see Wyoming Yes, you're Blue when it's thunder, And when the dust and hurt is settled I saw my old friend Toby a Bleeding on the ground Boys, don't that sky Look blue You reckon it's wild I see the lupins And the paintbrush Blooming in a field Of green
2: I think I see you all in me. Oh yes, siree. Wow, that's oh, a great man. song, Mickey.
4: That well, that you know, song not... is probably the that was probably the decision point for making Westbound. I knew when I when I finished that song want this to be something bigger than just one song Mm
2: -hmm. yeah it's a a, that song is a a career maker song it really is and you know it's interesting we we were talking
4: about the Opry days you know and then then Westbound which is happening now I see those as bookends to my life Uh, the album Westbound is such a miracle more so than people realize and you know I joked about coming into Nashville and playing the Opry the first Week, but for me, the the rough road and the hard knocks and the heartache came afterward, and that's what yeah. to me has been interesting. Uh, it's almost as if I lived it backwards. But but it was a circle. I didn't realize it was a circle at the time, but it it came back, and uh, and I you know I will explain that. But but that's how where I feel did, about where it.
0: Where did your wh- sort of where did back. your family come from? You're you're kind of a Western family originally, aren't you?
4: Well, that's thanks to my dad. My my mother's family has been in Louisiana for generations. My dad was born in North Dakota to a uh, to a horse trainer and well, horse trader. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> he also broke horses. Yeah, he was he was kind of a he was born in Oklahoma Territory. My grandfather and and was I think actually a friend of Will Rogers. They were from kind of the same area but um he he was just a horse guy and and a farm ranch guy. He drifted around, ended up putting uh buying a farm in northwestern Minnesota, which was where my dad was raised. And I spent every okay. summer of my life at this at this place and there were, you know, cattle and quarter horses they raised and they had sheep and chickens and the whole thing and um, and I just, I got to experience that every summer. And not only that, but their farm was on the Leech Lake Ojibwe Reservation. It oh, wow. The land was on the reservation. And my grandmother was a foster parent, I think, just because she just had heart for kids. And, and it probably, you know, just was something that she she liked doing. But uh, typically, well, I guess Pretty much uh, across the board all of her foster kids were were Indians, were either a Jibway or Sioux. And so right. every summer my playmates are this little, you know, group of, of little Indian kids.
5: <laughs> wow. So I'm wow.
4: kinda getting the Cowboys and the Indians experience and the, all in the, at the same time. In fact she adopted uh, one not. of them. My uncle is uh, is actually Dakota. He's
0: so? retired pal yeah. dancer. Wow!
4: Mm-hmm. Wow! So it was wow. just interesting. Wow. I sort of just and I was I would stay in the little bedroom upstairs that had been my father's, and there were all these old old, same gray books. Old. Yeah. Uh, remember the l- little big books, the little Roy Rogers and all yes. of those.
5: Oh yeah. My dad
4: loved all that, yeah. and I read every one of those. And later on, my grandmother gave all those to me because she said I was I was the only grandchild who seemed to be crazy about reading those and yeah and I, so I, I just grew up with all that around me in the summers and then i would go back to louisiana he he met my mom uh while he was stationed in the army down there and she insisted on raising us in louisiana so uh so, so i kind of have that split you know <laughs> the yeah <split> personality <laughs> the, the deeply <laughs> southern and the and then the kind of ranchy farmy sort of thing too we we moved out to Prescott Arizona when I was about 4 years old because I had severe asthma as a child. Huh. And wow. still wow. I still struggle with that. I have to take medicine every day. But we moved out there because I just wasn't doing well in in that humid Louisiana climate. Yeah. And uh we we rented a little place that was on on a ranch and a working ranch and I was standing outside, and I saw—I may have told you this story before, Mary Kay. Saw this cloud of dust I don't think coming, so. coming into, coming in, coming across, you know, and and out of the cloud of dust, all of these horses emerge—mustangs. Wow! All oh, beautiful, painted like spotted and dark and light, and just all different colors of horses came out of this dust cloud, and behind them. Cowboys and they they herded them into a pen, and I stood there with my mouth open. And I promise you, every time, I mean, I write Western fiction, nonfiction, and songs. Every time I start to write, I see that, and it it never fails to put chill bumps on me. And, and it's just yeah. the moment that I fell in love with the West, and the seed was
3: planted.
5: Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow! I went back to Louisiana,
4: but I just felt like I left something out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, and which my, brings us—my family us...
4: traveled out west a lot too. You know, we spent a lot of time yeah. knocking around in the west. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, there's another song that I want to get to, and this is one called "Stories That the Rocks Tell." Tell us about this, Mickey.
4: Okay. Well, this song was actually written as a. Um, for a friend who's, who's an author, I had donated a, a song to be written about whatever you want for the Western Rogers of America Homestead Auction uh, Fundraiser. And so I just started thinking about my friend who's a who's a, an author and, and me and where stories come from. But really, the probably the seed of this song was planted up on Scott's Bluff in Nebraska. I had driven up to the top of Scott's Bluff. It's really strange, but I, I was walking around, and there are all these rocks around me and shrubs. The wind was blowing, and I could hear, I thought I could hear Native American chants. I thought I could hear songs and drums, and then it would go away, and then it would come back. But this is creepy. I know this place is supposed to have, you know, some sacred meaning to it, but this is very interesting. So I, I start wow. walking around, and... And I looked down into the valley, and there's pow powwow going on in the
5: valley. Oh, <laughs> and oh sure oh, enough, oh. the wind
4: was carrying the songs up
5: <laughs> to, this,
4: to this hill and all the rocks around me. And that I guess that, that memory was fused with writing about being a writer, and uh, that's, that's where a lot of the imagery came from.
0: Well, this yeah, is a great song. Good. It's called Stories That the Rocks Tell. It's from the great album, Westbound. Our special guest this morning is Mickey Furman.
3: She made them come alive She said Stories are all around My child That's something You've been taught well Just go To the mountain and you will hear The stories that The rocks tell So come on Molly, let's go to the mountain You can chase the They just laugh at me Cause they don't do my beckoning They say music is all around my child Gotta make sure that you're
4: playing who's a wonderful juvenile author asked that I mm-hmm. include her dog Molly who had just passed away so that's, oh. that's Molly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to it and I was thinking of, of your daughters yes I, I have a daughter named Molly John yes I do <laughs> yeah yeah so you know your Nashville years you were talking about you know ups and downs you came into Nashville on a high um what are right. some things that you learned what did you learn about Nashville right away in those early years
4: What what saved me when I f- well I should should back up I I did not come to Nashville right away I um I was a recording artist up in into my 20s and you know had been doing it professionally for gosh since I was 13 when I first joined a band and I, I hadn't gone to college i hadn't had a date i hadn't you know I just didn't have wow. a life other than music so mm-hmm. uh, there was some kind of strange political stuff at the label and I, and and they 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 got rid of my producer and therefore you know all of his artists including me and so there i was at like 21 22 years old uh lost my record deal and wasn't sure what to do next, but I was actually kind of tired, you know, I I just needed to breathe. Well, you know, what are you going to do? You get married, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I I was, you know, that was, that was marriage number one. And, and, you know, I I won't go into that, but it, it did not last a long, long time, but I did get two absolutely gorgeous daughters out of it. And when they were very small, not even in school i found myself at the end of that marriage and i had more friends in nashville than i did anywhere else so we moved here and those those were the lean years i was a single mom for 11 years before i remarried and uh we I, i tried to write songs on the side which was you know that was, that kind of scratched the creative itch, but I had to make a living, and I didn't want to tour with these little girls. And it was just those were lean years. My mom was 600 miles away. I had no one here, you know, we, except my songwriter friends. What I learned about Nashville was that songwriters are such a community, God. and yeah. we were we were all best friends. We we hung out together. We babysat each other. For kids, and, and we would play songwriter nights together. A friend of mine who was a writer back in those days likened it to, she said, it's kind of like, you know, after a plane crash and everybody's in the water with their life vests on and mm. they're all holding on to each other and somebody will get tired and start to sag and everybody else holds them up, you know, and it was very much like that. There was such a, a, a brotherhood and sisterhood among the songwriters that I got to know, and I, uh, I kind of went along through those years, wrote a bunch of songs, but the only major cut I got was on a, a Tracy Bird album, which went double platinum, and, you know, that was nice, uh, Yeah, I nice. A, bank, a little down payment on a house and that kind of thing. I had, during my marriage, strangely, gotten an engineering degree, and as the girls got older, I decided to make a little bit more money, so I went into the commercial construction business and was a worked my way up to project manager over a period of years. Did that for for a long time, so it was sort of like I music was in this Pandora's box, it was or in a box. It was just in a little box on the shelf. I would write a few songs now and then, play a little show at the Bluebird, but it was just locked away. And yeah. I remarried uh, in 2000 to a music business attorney, Michael Milam, and that thrust me into into a totally different place. I was suddenly a lawyer's wife, and I, I felt that came yeah. expectations. My children were teenage girls, and they were, you know, that they required a lot of hands-on, as you know, having teenage girls, and yes. uh, and I and I just focused on them, and then and then I, after that i ra- we raised a grandson who is now twenty, so I was just a i was i was actively parenting for about thirty eight years before the <laughs>
5: the last one moved out and
4: that's where i've been that's what i've been doing uh and you know I started dabbling in western fiction about eight or nine years ago just just because I loved the subject and had an opportunity to release some short stories that turned into joining Western Writers of America. I've become very active in that organization and uh, and that turned into well there are these little music jams at the WWA conventions and all of our friends Jim Jones and Almeida and you, and uh Carol Markstrom and a lot of people are there sitting in and I start thinking, "Huh. Well, what if I I can do mm-hmm. that. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had I already had "Going Oklahoma," which is on the album that I'd written when I was a teenager, and I thought, oh, what if I wrote a couple of songs and joined in?" And and it just after a couple of years, I thought, "Oh my gosh, I just felt this tug." And putting this album together with my producer, I I saw it as the theme to it, and. uh it just felt like coming home. When I started singing these Western songs, I just felt like my voice had come home. I I'm that. right back there, four years old, watching those horses right out of the dust. Yeah. <laughs> there
0: you go. And, and this is
4: such a miracle. That. It's all such a miracle.
2: It is. I, lo- I love how God works. That's amazing. You know, um, you you teach me a lot about Nashville all the time. And really, you know, and Garrett, Gar- yeah. Like where to Gary find the best well. biscuits, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, th- those kinds of things. That's part of it. That's part of it.
2: <laughs> those <laughs> those kinds of and, things, yeah. but it's definitely um you know, the history of Nashville and the appreciation mm-hmm. of the um the culture here, there's a real reverence for the songwriter and for the art and for the business. And It really is Music City. Um, but mm-hmm. it's the little things. Like one time you showed up to hear me sing and I thanked you for coming and you said um singers don't leave. uh singers don't leave their friends to sing alone. Oh friends <laughs> friends, friends don't let friends yeah, friends don't let friends play in an empty room. That's right.
5: Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh,
2: yeah, things like that. Oh my goodness. Well,
4: Nashville is a cool city. It's it's changing a lot. It's changed a whole lot in the last five or ten years. But it's a very old city and has, you know, goes just way back into the 1700s. And, and I love the history here. And at one time, Tennessee was the frontier. So that has
0: that's right. been an
4: interesting – yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting when you think of that. You know, 150 years ago, 200 years ago, there – Weren't many people out west, and this almost was the west.
0: This was because the west. we always
4: had a, a strong, strong relationship with western music, too. Many of the western artists over time recorded here, lived here, and I'm well, really happy well, to be, see that still going on. Yeah,
5: it you is know, still this, going this
0: conversation has been so much fun. And uh, we're about to run out of time for this segment of the show. Oh, man. Um, oh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just been fast. And, um, yeah, our next guest is waiting to come on, so we're going to let them wait for just a minute. Yay. But, but <laughs> uh, you girls are half of a super group that's been formed, so... Well, you we want to tell us plans. just real quickly? Tell us, tell real, real quickly what the name of the group is and a little bit of the plan.
4: so we, you know, we we have a little crew of gals who are, are not only great friends but we're musicians: Mary Kay, uh, Tisha McKenna, and Myrna Lewis, wonderful fiddler here in town. And we played together out at the IWMA convention last fall. But we're we're cooking up some stuff. we we're, we're gonna maybe do some touring together and got lots of plans, so stay tuned on that. And yeah. I also plan to go into the studio late this summer and we'll be doing right. a in okay. since Westbound. Yeah. This will be the start on the next album and probably we'll have a single out before the end of the year. That's well, we're nice. looking forward oh, to that. So we are looking
0: forward to that. Barry Kay, what's the name of the Supergirls group that you guys have gotten started?
2: We we call ourselves Gone with the West. We're gone with the West. We've got yes, um, we're that, that southern western in, thing. Yeah. yeah, southern yeah. western thing going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not quite
0: Gone with the Wind, but Gone with the West. Yeah,
2: so that
0: is so cool. That is so cool. We look forward to seeing what happens. And I understand there's like a tumbleweed tour or something that's in the works on that. So yes. we look forward we're to hearing more it, about okay. that. Yeah. We look forward to hearing more about that. I think you have another song to play. Do we have? I got I got one more song. I'm going to get. I had I had two or three more, but we're going to skip around and hit this one.
5: Okay. And
0: uh, uh, we're going to wrap up this segment with a great song called "What a Moon." And I know this has been getting a lot of radio play around the country. So Mickey, this is the last song I finished
4: right before the recording session started. I think. (laughs) Wow. We
2: yes. all ha-
4: wow. yeah, every album has that yep. song. <laughs> wow. wow. I know, I
0: know. Well, it's Thank a great song. Thank
4: you so much, song. Mary and Mary
0: Kay. Hey, listen. We look forward to having you come that. back again. I'm telling you what, I'm thinking about um I'm thinking about another show, Mary Kay. This should excite you. Yeah. But uh uh Mickey, you were over at the house and and some more friends over at the house and uh and I thought we need to do a show called Road Stories because the stories <laughs> that you guys can tell—we
3: <laughs> can't tell most of them. Yes. Well,
0: you, hey, got, you have, have, to have to clean have it up, clean them. it up a little bit. But hey, stay tuned. <laughs> we may, we may do a show called Road Stories or something.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Mickey,
0: thanks so much for being with us today.
4: It was a pleasure. This it's is- always a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you for featuring my music.
0: Well, you're very welcome. So this is What a Moon. We'll be right back. You're listening to Live from Nashville.
3: The porch is swept, the cows are fed, the chickens have all gone to bed. I'm fluffed and buffed and ready for some fun. Look at Sully's Ranch Looks like they're about to start to dance Across the crowd I see my sweet son Thank you
0: And when we come back, we're going to be talking with a young lady who has been raised on a 150-year-old ranch and moved from Oregon to Nashville to Texas and about. We'll be visiting with Olivia Harms when we return on Live from Nashville. doing fine doing fine well it is so good to have you on the show and and you come from a musical family mama is Joni Harms and uh Joni has been a good friend for a long long time as a matter of fact she was just on the Campfire Cafe on Thursday and uh We're kind of setting a record, because Thursday we have Joni, and Saturday we have Olivia, and that is like a record, I think, to have mother and daughter. Two
5: generations,
0: yeah. Two generations. Yeah, two generations. But uh, you've you've been on stage for a long time. How old were you the first time you were on stage?
6: Well, the story goes that I was, you know, fully cooked, and, uh, you know, Mary Kay, you know, and they're fully cooked, and you're probably yeah. ready to have them out, but, <laughs> and I'm sure you did many of the same things that my mom did, because she's like, ah, oh, I think yes. she's fully cooked, and I'm ready to have her out. I got a gig I got to get to, and uh, so what she did is she went into the doctor, and she said, you know, I'm doing this this gig, and at the time it was, uh, I think at the Portland Speedway with, like, Clint Black and the tractors that she was going to be playing with, and uh, she said, I don't want to miss it, so can we get the baby out so I can do my gig? And so on June 13th, at 1.13, military time, 13.13, and room 13, I came along, and uh, two days later, she went out and did her <laughs> gig, and... Uh, so story goes, I was just born right in it, right out of the chute, <laughs> and,
0: and on stage at two days old, uh, and and never yeah. stopped. Have that's, never stopped. That's, right. That's, that's right. right. that's no, right. That's right.
3: Never stopped.
0: Wow, wow. <laughs> well, you have just been setting the woods on fire. You're just you're just performing yes. all over the place, and you have traveled uh, globally with your mama performing. Uh, We got to see you guys in November, actually met you for the first time and Joni for the very first time in November back at the uh, IWMA convention. And it was so good to finally get to do that. I I can't believe it's been the first time because uh, Joni, and I think you were there too, performed at one of my rendezvous in, uh, I believe, Washington State. A few years. Ago. Oh
6: yes, I believe you're right. Yes, sir. That yeah, I know a- it's crazy. It seems like I've known of both of you for so long, and, and just like yes. chatted before, and I've always loved listening to your music, Marque. And so it, I was like, Have I really never met y'all before? This is crazy, but we finally made it happen.
0: <laughs> we yes. did. We did. We did, and we look forward to having that happen again as well. But uh Absolutely. you you've uh you did a lot of writing. You've done a lot of writing back here in Nashville. Wood Newton was on the show what, two months ago or so, Mary Kay? And yes. uh, uh-huh. and and both Joni and you have written a lot with uh with Wood. And
6: um Yes, I love him.
0: Yeah, Me I was too. talking to Mary Kay a little bit earlier, and it's like you moved from Oregon to Texas. Why did you not move from Oregon to Nashville?
6: It's like a, I would call it like a half move to Nashville for a period of time. Um, I was facing myself out of Oregon and Nashville for like two years. I was kind of like doing a half-and-half half split and then yeah. COVID happened and you know I kind of got sent home and so I was hanging out in Oregon and uh, I just it was a really great way for me to kind of take a look at what I wanted to do and what I wanted to play and where I wanted to be and I'd spent a couple years playing music in Nashville and writing and I mean that's where the best songwriters are without a doubt That's that's where the great folks are and so I loved being there and kinda enjoying my songwriting school, if you will, but uh it wasn't it wasn't where my music best fit, I didn't think. And so I kinda took that time where I was forced to go home to the ranch and uh said, Where do I wanna be? And I thought, you know, every time mm-hmm. that I have played music in Texas or even anywhere, just in the western states in general. But, you know, Texas kind of has their own little music
5: scene right, going on. Right, their own scene. And I think right. I'm going
6: gonna, I'm gonna to go try it out and see what happens. And so I, you know, concocted this crazy idea of buying a travel trailer and uh, me and my two dogs were going to drive from Oregon <laughs> to, to Texas. My and brother. Uh, I didn't I didn't have any, like, you know, idea of where to play, to be honest, I just kind of, I call it like a gorilla tour, honestly, because I like Love started it. Googling all these places and I was like, I'll find somewhere. So I just spent a couple days. I don't know how many people I had to pester, but I'd send email and call and just pester all these poor venues until a few of them finally said, okay, fine. Like if we, if we hire you, will you quit bothering us? (laughs) But uh, It worked out great. And I got, I don't know, I think I was gone for six weeks or so and I think I got, 25 to 30 gigs put together all over Texas. That's and excellent. Took my trailer, and it was it was such a great time that uh, I thought, well, I'll do it again. And, and then I ended up doing it a couple more times, and then I just fell in love with the people down here and uh, decided I'd buy a house. So now I'm a Texan.
0: Oh wow, wow, wow! I know. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, like I tell most Texans, if it weren't for Tennessee, there would be no Texas. You know, so <laughs> to sure keep the
2: Texans humble. Sam yeah.
0: Sam Houston, Sam Houston was the first president of Texas, but before that, he was the governor of Tennessee, and then of course there was Davy Crockett and those boys at the Alamo. So we'll we'll take credit well, for all of that. Well, that's
6: just right. And see, no That's wonder right. I like it so much because they come from Tennessee. You know it?
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. That's hey,
6: right.
0: I want to get to another song real quick quickly. Tell us about Neon Blue.
6: Absolutely. Uh Neon Blue, I didn't get to write with Wood Newton. There's a couple songs y'all might play that are well Wood Newton song, but uh it was written with one of my other good songwriting buddies and uh, I just was telling her about how there's only two bars in Canby, Oregon, where I grew up. And so she said, well, you know, there might be a song in that somewhere. Because I said, you know, in small towns, you know, small town life, someone breaks up and uh, there's only Mm -hmm. two bars to go to. So the guys always hit up the one and it seems like they always get to the nice bar first. And we don't ever want to walk in there after there's been a breakup in town. And so we end up going to the dive bar and the dive bar is called the spinner. And it is more like a shed. It's really not much of a, an establishment at all, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, anytime I've been there and my friends are there, it's really more about the company that's with you than the place you're at. And so we always have a good time. and and so that's kind of what inspired the song. And, uh, about last year uh, in January when I was ready to see what would happen if I released my first single to Texas Red Dirt Radio. uh, That's the one I chose to release, and uh, it went all the way up to the top 30 and spent a couple weeks in the Texas top 30. So it's been a a fun song and um, has a, a fun little story attached to it.
0: Well, it is a great song. We're going to share that with our worldwide audience today on Live from Nashville. It's called Neon Blue. We'll be back and talk more with Olivia Harms in just a moment. (laughs)
2: song <laughs> thank and, you <laughs> yes i just love your voice on that you know well, thank you, you so got much. an honor oh well you're welcome you received a very big honor this year from the cowgirl magazine you were listed as 30 under 30 cowgirls to watch how was that to get that news
6: oh my gosh it was like such an honor just to be with 29 other amazing women. And, uh, you know, I mean, I just looked at myself in that group and I kept thinking, are you sure? Are you sure I'm supposed <laughs> to be here? Cause you've got some of these amazing cowgirls that are doing all the marketing or design work for big brands like Justin or Huey or, you know, wonderful veterinarians that have worked in the equine program at the four sixes. And so just to be able to connect with them and, you know, kind of, Have some cowgirl power going on. I just I love being a part of it, so it was a very big honor.
2: Well, I love what Cowgirl Magazine is doing. Um, I think they're doing such a great job of really shining a light on the women of the West. Um, Absolutely. I don't think, yeah, yeah. I don't think that I don't think that the American public at large really understands cowboy culture in a way that. And and cowgirl magazine does such a great job of really kind of bringing that into focus for people. So I love that.
6: It really, they really do a wonderful job. I mean, I agree, and I think there's a few things with pop culture maybe that have kind of piqued some uh, of the general public's interest in the Western lifestyle and Western industry, mm-hmm. and um, just the Wild West in general. And so it's really great that mm-hmm. we have wonderful sources like cowgirl magazine that is there for these people that are like, hey, this is kind of interesting. Let's learn more. And, uh, you know, Cowgirl Magazine or, you know, the Cowboy Channel, RFD-TV, the IWMA, all these wonderful programs. Mm -hmm. Western horsemen. Exactly. They're just wonderful ways for people to learn more about what we've known our whole life. So I'm so grateful to have them. Yeah. Well, while you're talking
0: about the – while you're talking about cowgirls, You and Joni have been part of Art of the Cowgirl, my buddy Tammy Pate's program, for the last couple of years. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing there?
6: Absolutely. Yeah, another amazing thing. I mean, I'm just so glad that we're, uh, you know, able to help honor so many different cowgirls, whether it's the 30 under 30 or the Art of the Cowgirl. Um, They ask my mom and I to do a songwriting workshop because they have so many different workshops that they put on led by cowgirls that are, you know, supposed to be a master at their trade. So there's silversmithing and leather work and, you know, um, cutting horse clinics and dog training clinics and anything that you can think of that has to do with the Western lifestyle that you might want to learn about getting into that sort of trade or that sort of, um, hobby or event if you will they probably have a way for you to take one of their workshops and kind of be with some professionals in in the workplace and learn how to do it and so we've been doing a songwriting workshop for the last couple of years we started doing it with uh, the wonderful Linda Thurston Zeke Thurston's mom and uh, you know then COVID kind of put a uh, yeah. you know, stop to bringing in the Canadians can join us next year because she's an amazing woman also. But it's just been really neat to be a part of, part of the cowgirl, watch it grow, and then just see how how they're really highlighting all these wonderful horse ladies and, and makers and, uh, you know, the Western lifestyle because we need every bit of that that we can get.
5: Definitely.
0: Well, Mary yeah. Kay, I think we need to put that on our calendar for twenty twenty four because I
2: know. We keep saying they that. do let yeah, guys come.
0: Too. They do let guys come to R the Cowgirls. They one. do so that, would be, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> that would be they a lot sure of fun. Do. And
6: I know uh, I know they're always looking for more musicians. So uh you know, I what think a, I know yeah. a, a great gal that could play there.
0: Could oh, be well, the case. you know,
6: time yet.
0: That could be the case. <laughs> hey, listen, I want to get to some more music and uh, come back and visit a little bit more, but this is I Don't Need You, But I Want You. And uh, can you tell us about this song?
6: Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a story behind every song, Gary, you know. <laughs>
0: uh huh. Uh
6: huh. Uh huh. But. but- Yes, I have just uh, listened to so many of my girlfriends over the years. You know, um, I'm only 27, but still I'm at the age where a lot of my friends are getting married. And uh, I've listened to a lot of them get married for absolutely the right reasons because they just can't imagine life without someone. Um, And then, you know, sadly I've had just a handful, just a couple friends that may have married too young and they said, well, we kind of wish that uh, we would have, like, been a little bit, um, had a little more time to figure out who they are and marry because you want to be that person with that person all the time, but not because you need them for security or, you know, for some of the reasons that women do get married young, through, That's right. you know, different circumstances. And so I was with one of my co-writers in Nashville and I was, you know, talking about life as you do. And I said, I just think we need more positive uh Songs out there for females. You know, I don't, I try really hard not to write any songs um, about a man leaving me and me just being completely shattered because that's just not the yeah. image that I want to portray to young women. Not that that's, that's not a part of life at all. I, I'm not a man hater I, I, at all, but I just think <laughs> we need to be positive and, uh, you know, be a good role model and example for young ladies and teach them that maybe be secure in yourself first. And then you'll be happier when it comes down to it and uh, marry because you want to be with that person, but not because you need them.
0: So, this is I Don't Need You, But I Want You. This is by Olivia Harms. We'll be back in just a moment on Live from Nashville.
3: i
2: Progression and melody on that tune, Olivia. Thank you. Really nice. Thank you. Yes. Um, You know, we've just so loved visiting with you today. We've got one more song to play, but before I talk about that song, you know, what can we have a worldwide audience that listens to this show? Where can where can your brand new fans from this show find you?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Obviously, come out to any show you can. I love meeting my new fans yeah. and friends. And um, the easiest way for you to find me is probably to go on OliviaHarms.com where I have all my tour dates listed. Uh, but if you want to follow along on some of my crazy adventures, I'm still pulling my trailer some of the time with my dogs and I'm always getting myself into something. So uh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or what do the young kids do? TikTok and all that stuff. So. I'm out there, if you want to give me a follow and watch my crazy
2: adventures, come join the fun. Well, I love that. And, you know, Gary and I have a favorite song that you do. And every time we listen to this together, we always say what a beautiful job you do on this song that people are used to hearing the Dixie Chicks do it. But we just love your version so much. And so our last song today is Traveling Soldier. Can you tell us a little bit about your inspiration for for producing this song and singing it?
6: Yeah, you know, it was so fun. A couple years ago, my mom and I were just kind of chatting in the car on one of our road trips, and we were doing some singing while we were going down the road, and just some of our favorite country classics. And I said, you know, maybe sometime we should do a project of just our favorite kind of cover songs that we love to sing that are kind of other people's favorites, too. And uh, we talked about it and rolled it over and just decided to do it. And so I made a list of some of my favorites and she made a list of some of hers. And it was great because we kind of got this mix of uh, some of the traditional favorites and a couple contemporary ones, like I think Traveling Soldier and White Liar are on that album and uh, Traveling Soldier was just a no-brainer for me because I've always loved that song, and I have always had such an appreciation for our men and women that are out there keeping us safe. You know, we are we are yeah. so lucky. It doesn't matter how crazy the world gets sometimes. You know, it doesn't take very much uh, to to realize that we really still are the best country out there. And I would not want to live anywhere else, and I just can't be appreciative enough of all the people that are out there making such a sacrifice, because Lord knows I would be too big of a (laughs) a girl (laughs) to go and fight and do the things that they have to do. So I just thought, let's do that one, and hopefully we can, can honor some of those amazing, brave people.
0: Well, this is Traveling Soldier. Olivia, you have absolutely been so much fun to visit with. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in Nashville, maybe this fall.
6: Well, I look forward to it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me and making time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. It's been so much fun.
0: Well, you are very welcome. This is Traveling Soldier. We'll be right back.
3: For the bus, in his army green, sat down in a booth cafe. There, gave his order to a girl with a bow in her hair. He's a little shy, so she gave him a smile, and he said, "Would you mind sitting down for a while, talking to me, feeling a little low?" She said, "I'm off in an hour." And
0: Soldier Olivia Harms, Mary Kay, what a fun show today!
2: Really fun, just amazing guests.
0: We had great guests today. So much fun talking with Mickey Furman and sharing music from her uh, Wrangler award-winning album Westbound. And then mm-hmm. great to have Olivia with us, and uh, and great great visit with her. So you know. If you want to hit the road, just get a travel trailer and two dogs and take off. You know, that's the way to do it.
2: <laughs> the, I, just, I just giggled when she told that story because I know we know her mother. And she that's has true. that, you know, Olivia's got that cowgirl spirit. And, you know, I think she knows from those years seeing her mother on the road that there's good people out there that appreciate the music. Anyway, we're going to see great things from that young lady.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Well, it's been a fun show today. We're going to invite our audience around the world to tune in to iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio, and you can find our shows there. Or visit our website at equestrianlegacy.net. Be sure to tune in on Thursdays for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle America, beginning at noon Central Time, and then again on Saturday. We're live from Nashville, right here. Mary Kay, we'll see you soon, my dear.
2: All righty.
0: All right. This is Allison Krause. It's called The Lucky One. Thanks for listening.